Hello everyone and welcome to the Dollars and Cents podcast. This is your host Simara Mo. In this podcast I want to talk about um portfolio management. Now in the in the world of investing there's you know people have what they call portfolio. Portfolio is is simply Uh, the sum total of assets that someone owns. Okay, the number of assets that you own is called uh, a portfolio, especially securities. Okay, they can be stocks, they can be bonds, they can be you know real estate, you know paper assets, hard assets, digital assets, whatever. Okay, that can make up one's portfolio. I've been reading a inter- very interesting book, and it's called. Um, the Warren Buffett's portfolio, and and it's uh, written by Robert G. Hagstrom. It was written in 1999. Written in 1999, <laughs> and it's a really, really great book about it. Where it, it dives deeply into these these two worlds, this world of investing, like portfolio management. Right, so currently there are two com- competing um, strategies in investing. One is active portfolio management, and the other is index investive investing. Okay, so active portfolio managers. Okay, so I'm reading an excerpt. I'm reading a, a page from Robert G. Hagstrom's book, and it states that active portfolio managers. Constantly buy and sell a great number of common stocks. So you look at all these money managers that they in finance they say ten of us, right? So you look at all these money managers that con- continuously buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell. Like they look at stocks, they pick stocks, and they buy and sell. Those are are money managers. Those are active portfolio managers, mutual funds. You give your money to someone who continuously trades for you in the market. That strategy is called active portfolio management, okay? So, their job is to try to keep their clients satisfied, okay? And that means constantly outperforming the market so that on any given day, if a client applies the obvious measuring stick, how is my, applies the obvious measuring stick, how is my portfolio doing compared to the market overall the answer is positive and the client leaves her money in the fund uh, you see this with mutual funds um, you see this with hedge funds clients or go and they put their money into these funds and these money managers buy and sell securities buy and sell financial assets on their behalf you know so they're basically betting on the stock picking ability of financial managers okay that's ex- that's essentially what they're doing. To keep on top, okay, the book goes on to say, to keep on top, active managers try to predict what will happen with stocks in the coming six months and continually churn the portfolio, hoping to take advantage of their predictions. On average, today's common stock mutual funds on average, this is this is, this is amazing. This is mind blowing. On average, 
today's common stock mutual funds own more than 100 stocks and generate turnover ratios of 80%. So 80% means that what that simply means is that they buy and sell a large chunk of someone's portfolio in, in, you know, in a period of six months. Now, this book is written in 1999. Today, we have high-frequency traders. We have bots that trade. We don't have humans that trade. We, we, today, in today's world, we no longer have people trading. Now we have algorithms that trade for people, which is, which is amazing. Okay. Come to think of it, it's really amazing. So index investing on the harder and is a buy and hold passive approach. Now, let me remind you, Warren Buffett says that when he passes on, all his wealth is going to go into the Vanguard index fund. But that is index investing. So Warren Buffett is willing to put all his money in an index fund. So the author goes on to state that index investing on the other end is a buy and hold passive approach. It involves assembling and then holding a broadly diversified portfolio of common stocks. Example, we have the you know, index 500, right? The index um, S&P 500. Okay, not the, sorry, not the, not the index 500, my bad. The S&P 500. It involves assembling and then holding a broadly diversified portfolio of common stocks deliberately designed to mimic the behavior of a specific benchmark index such as the Standard & Poor's 500 price index, S&P 500. Compared, okay, so we are comparing it to Active management, index investing is somewhat new and far less common. Since the 1980s, when index funds fully came into their own as a legitimate alternative strategy, proponents of both approach have waged combat to determine which one will ultimately yield a higher investment return. Okay. I can remember reading an article online. Um, so there was this website where... You know, people go and they would bet against each other on, on different things. So Warren Buffett went on that website and said he was willing to bet $1 million against um, ads funds. Okay, so Warren Buffett essentially wanted to bet against hedge fund where he was going to put his money in an index fund. And, you know, someone else, you know, so he bet against someone. You know, a hedge fund manager um, who invested in funds of funds, hedge funds of hedge funds. So he picked the hedge fund manager, basically took a million dollars and gave it to five different hedge funds to manage. And Warren Buffett just put his money in the market to mimic the market okay, in index investing. After 10 years, after 10 years, Warren Buffett won. I think Warren Buffett made a million. 10 million or some, some of the, but Warren Buffett won. And one of the reasons why index investing is so great is because it's passive. It just follows the market. And, it, you know, your money compounds, right? Compounding, you know, is, is, is one of the wonders of the world. You know, like they say, money is a game. Investing is a game. Money is a doubling scheme. If you have a thousand bucks right now, you're 10 doubles away from a million bucks. If you have a thousand bucks right now, you are 10 doublings away from a million bucks, literally. 10 doublings 
away from a million bucks. Think about that. So money is a doubling scheme. So Warren Buffett won. He won the, the, the bet. The reason why he won, I believe, is one is because of transaction fees. When you make a lot of trades, buy and sell, the transaction fees add up. And the second reason is because of taxes. When you make a profit in the market, when you make a trade, you get taxed plus the transaction fees. Right? Whereas if you invest for the long term, your money gets to compound, it becomes bigger, you pay less in taxes, and the transaction fee is less. So I, that is a re- one of the reasons why Warren Buffett won, and that is like one of the reasons why index investing, if you're a passive investor, just put your money in the market and just leave it, especially in an index fund. Vanguard, in, Vanguard um, Index is, is, is really, it's really, it's a really good um, vehicle to put your money in. If you know nothing about investing right because when you are when you diversify your portfolio you're diversifying you're you're protecting yourself against ignorance your own ignorance because you don't know what you're doing so you need to diversify right wealth uh, i love one of the statements that i i watched one of ray dalio's youtube videos once and he talked about he said wealth is not created or destroyed it is transferred so if you diversify you, you keep you keep the wealth right so diversification is that important it's very important i'm you know I, I believe in diversification but i believe in one more strategy that is better than diversifying and better than active portfolio management and we're going to come to that so stay tuned you know don't turn off this podcast we're going to come to that index investing on the other end is a buy and hold passive approach it involves assembling and then holding a broadly diversified portfolio of common stock so I think I already read that part. Okay, so we're comparing it to active management. Index investing is somewhat new and far less common. Since the 1980s, when index funds fully came into their own as a legitimate alternative strategy, proponents of both approaches have waged combat to determine which one will ultimately yield a higher investment return. Okay, I've already read that. I'm sorry, forgive me. Please bear with me. We're going to come to a very interesting you know, part in this, this episode. Active Portfolio managers argue that by virtue of the superior stock picking steals, they can do better than any index. Index strategists, for their part of recent history on their side, in a study that tracked results in a 20-year period from 1977 to 1997, the percentage of equity mutual funds that have been able to beat the S&P 500 dropped Dramatically, from 50% in the early years to barely 25% in the last four years. Since 1997, the news is even worse. As of November 1998, 90% of actively managed funds were underperforming the market, averaging 14% lower than the S&P 500. Wow! Which means that only 10% were doing better. Active portfolio management, as commonly practiced today, stands a very small chance of outperforming the S&P 500 because they frenetically buy and sell hundreds of stock each year. Institutional money managers, hedge funds, have in a sense become the market. The basic theory is buy today whatever we predict can be sold soon at a profit regardless of what it is. The fatal, fatal flaw in that logic is that given the complex nature of the financial universe, predictions are impossible. 
Okay, so further complicating the shaky theoretical foundation is the effect of the inherent costs that go with this high level of activity. Costs that diminish the net return to investors. When you factor in this cost, it becomes apparent that the active management business has created its own downfall. Like I said, taxes and transaction fees. Now, indexing because it does not trigger equivalent expenses is better than actively, you see, indexing Robert G. Robert, you know, the author writes that indexing because it does not trigger equivalent expenses is better than actively managed portfolios in many respects but even the best index fund operating at it, its peak will only net exactly the returns of the overall market index investors can do no worse than the market and no better okay so from the investor's point of view, the underlying attraction of both strategies is the same. Minimize risk through diversification. By holding a large number of stocks representing many industries and many sectors of the market, investors hope to create a warm blanket of protection against the horrific loss that could occur if they had all their money in one arena that suffered some disaster. In a normal period, so the thinking goes, some stocks in a diversified fund will go up and others will go up and let's keep our fingers crossed that the later will compensate for the former so some stocks in diversified fund will go down and others will go up okay so so they will compensate you know those that go up will compensate for those that go down the chances get better active managers believe as the number of stocks in the portfolio grows 10 is better than 1 and 100 is better than 10. An index fund by definition affords the kind of diversification if the index it mirrors is also diversified as they usually are. The traditional stock mutual fund with upward of 100 stocks constantly in motion also offers diversification. We have all had this mantra of diversification for so long we have become intellectually numb to its inevitable consequences. Mediocre results. So that's, that's the thing. When you have, when you own a lot of securities, when you buy into the overall market, yes, your wealth will be safe, but your return will be limited. That's the only problem. The only problem is that your returns will be limited. Although it is true that active and index funds offer diversification in general, in general neither strategy will yield exceptional returns. These are the questions intelligent investors must ask, ask themselves. Am I, am I satisfied with average results? Can I do better? So these are questions that you must ask yourself. If you don't want to in, you know, invest in the, you know, into, if you don't want to apply either of those strategies, whether to actively manage your money or to invest in an index fund, you, have, you, have only, you only have yourself to ask these two questions. Number one, am I satisfied with average returns? Because if you invest in a diversified portfolio, if you, if you diversify your portfolio, I would say, you will protect your downside, but the upside is not that great, right? It's just a fact. You will, your money principle will be safe, but your returns won't be that great. That's just reality. Anyways, so what does Warren Buffett say about this ongoing debate regarding index versus active strategy? 
So what does the Oracle of Omaha, what does the GOAT, the GOAT of investing, the legend of investing, Warren Buffett, say about these two active, these two strategies, okay, which is index versus active strategy. Given these two particular choices, he would unhesitatingly, forgive me, you know, English is my second language, pick indexing, okay? Especially if he were thinking of, like I told you, like I, I said before I came to, you know, read this part, Warren Buffett has said that when he passes on, all his wealth goes into indexing. That's it. So, if he were to choose one of these two strategies, Warren Buffett would definitely choose indexing. So, he would pick indexing because he, if he were thinking of investors with a very low tolerance for risk and people who know very little about the economics of a business but still want to participate in the long-term benefits of investing in common stocks by periodically investing in an index fund buffett says in his inimitable style that no nothing that no nothing investor can actually outperform most investment professionals even if you know nothing about investment, if you invest in an index fund, you can outperform most investment professionals. Like I said, he proved it. He proved it. Warren, but this is proven. In 2008, he made a bet. In 2018, he won. He won against hedge funds. Hedge funds of all funds, not even mutual funds, hedge funds. Okay, so... Warren Buffett, okay, however, would pick, would be quick to point out that there is a third alternative. So, is there an alternative to these two approaches? Is there another choice? You know, are we stuck with these two strategies? No, we're not. There's a third and there's a better one, okay? So, Buffett, however, would quick to point out that there is a third alternative, a very different kind of active portfolio strategy that significantly increases the odds of beating the index. That alternative is focus investing. Okay. Focus investing. So over the years, Warren Buffett has developed a way of choosing the companies he considers worthy places to put his money. His choice rests on a notion of great common sense. If the company itself is doing well and is managed by smart people, eventually its inherent value will be reflected in its stock price. Okay. So that's the philosophy, that's the mindset. If the company itself, it is Warren Buffett's mindset, if the company itself is doing well and is managed by smart people, eventually its inherent value will be reflected in its stock price. Okay? If the company is doing well, even if the price is low now, but if it's doing well, a lot of people are buying into the company, eventually, eventually the stock price, its stock market price will reflect the underlying economics of the business eventually the stock price will reflect the underlying economics of the business so buffett does devotes most of his attention not to tracking share price so he doesn't track share price but he analyzes the economics of the underlying business and assessing its management Okay, that's what he does. This is not to suggest that analyzing the company, uncovering all the information that tells us its economic value is particularly easy. So it's not an easy process, right? Warren Buffett now is sitting on a lot of cash. He's choosing not to invest because 
the market is too hot for him to invest. Everyone is just putting their money into the market to invest. Um, it, it does indeed take some work, but Buffett has often remarked that doing this homework requires no more energy. Sorry about that. A car just um, passed me by. I'm really sorry. Um, this is not to suggest that analyzing that okay so i've already read that part okay the analytical process that buffett uses involves checking each opportunity again uh apologize for the sound that's a, i'm just on the road and a car just passed by a very you know i live on a ranch a farm so those small cart trucks whatever makes a lot of noise i apologize for that the analytical process that Warren Buffett uses involves checking each opportunity against a set of investment tenets or fundamental principles. Okay, so if you read the book, The Warren Buffett Way, um, on page 8, you can see all these business tenets that, you know, these categories that Warren Buffett uses to invest, you know, to make investment. He has, a certain, uh, he has certain principles and categories that he uses to make investments. Okay. It can be tough kind of a tool belt. So this okay, so each individual individual tenant is one analytical tool and in aggregate they provide a method for isolating the companies with the best chance for high economic returns. The Warren so if you look at the wealthiest people on that, like focus investing, if you look at the wealthiest people on that, how many stocks does Warren Buffett own? He owns how many companies does he own? Warren Buffett only owns one company. That's Berkshire Hathaway. All his wealth is in one company, Berkshire Hathaway. How many companies does the world's richest person in the world today own? Uh, Elon Musk. Most of his wealth, 80% to 70% of his wealth comes from one company, Tesla. Okay. If you look at Bill Gates, how many companies does he own? Okay. How many companies does the majority of his wealth come from? Just one, Microsoft. Focus investing is not choosing a, many different companies. It's just focusing on one thing, one thing. Focus. Focus on one company, great company, and that's it. Right. That's my belief. Now, there's a... Ray Dalio says the holy grail of investing. And with the holy grail of investing, he says that you only need to pick 15 companies. That's the most you can pick. Okay, he has his, um, some of his clients invest in one of his fund. One of his fund is called... Um, one of his fund is called um, the Alpha, Alpha Fund, I think. You know, which claims to make, you know, huge... That's where they actively trade. And, you know, Bexai is the largest hedge fund in the world. And one of... The, the alpha strategy that they deploy is based on that. The holy grail of investing, which it talks about, in, you, you can find it on YouTube. You only have to choose five income streams, five companies, uh, 15 companies. That's the most you can pick. But he says that your return goes down when you start choosing a lot of companies. Your risk will go really down, but your return goes down as well. So it's investing in a few companies. If you can invest in only one, it's just own, an, own one company, own one business. That is focus investing. It's, the, 
it's not investing in a ton of different businesses. It's focusing on one. It comes back to the power of focus. Focus on one business. That's it. So, I mean, in this episode, I just wanted to talk about that. Focus investing and look at all these different strategies, indexing, active portfolio management. But I do recommend investing in one company. If you have smaller funds, start investing in small companies. But, you know, I'd recommend... Um, yeah, I'd recommend that. I mean, yeah. Focus on one company. Thank you all for listening. This is Yosimar Mo, and see you all in the next episode.